When you have ADHD, your mind is always searching for dopamine, which means people like us tend to wander in our thoughts and actions. Now, I want to use the word wander rather than distract because I want us to begin detaching ourselves from words that can create or shape negative self-talk within ourselves. Of course, getting distracted is not an innately bad thing, but in a society where we encourage workaholicism and linear productivity, it can be seen as a terrible trait to possess. So I've been told before that meditation is the absence of thought, that you are just there, totally present, just being. But I could not achieve this state of being, and I felt like such a failure because of it. I even gave up on meditating because I felt like I just couldn't get it right. I had too many thoughts, saw a bunch of visuals when I closed my eyes, tuned into all the sounds around me, I kept shifting in my body, I even kept popping out of my meditations to do other tasks completely. I just couldn't seem to focus on not having thoughts because I was constantly getting distracted by my thoughts with more thoughts. The definition of meditate is to think deeply or focus one's mind for a period of time. So what happens when you have an attention deficit disorder and focusing on one task can oftentimes be impossible? The goal of meditation is to supposedly help one achieve feelings of calm, relaxation, and even euphoria. But what if some of the main symptoms of ADHD is hyperactivity, impulsivity, and anxiety? This is the exact reason why so many people like me who have ADHD spent their whole lives believing that meditation just isn't for us. But underneath that narrative, what it truly is, is that we believe that we are just failing at yet another thing in our life. What if our idea of meditation isn't what others tell us it is? When I started to discover a meditation practice that actually worked for me and felt good, I began to also let go of the shame I felt for failing at achieving an unnecessarily unattainable goal. Instead of continually forcing myself to do something I wasn't made to do, I began the journey of discovering how to achieve the state of meditation in my own ways. So this is where I want to introduce to you guys my definition of meditation. Meditation to me is a practice that is intentionally tapped into to engage one's mind through their physical senses in a way that helps them reach their flow state. Your state of flow is the sense of fluidity between your body and mind where you are totally absorbed by and deeply focused on something beyond the point of distraction. Time feels like it has slowed down, your senses are heightened, you're at one with the task at hand as action and awareness sink to create an effortless momentum. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I read off the definition of the state of flow or flow state, that to me felt a lot better than reading off the definitions of meditation. Let me point out the exact reasons why I feel like if people with ADHD were to concentrate more on achieving a state of flow rather than meditation, to be specific, meditation ironically would be a lot easier for us to tap into. Your state of flow is the sense of fluidity between your body and mind. I feel like a lot of the times 
we believe that meditation is this godlike state that you seemingly turn a switch on or off and you're just in this state of meditation. And for a lot of us, that seems impossible because we don't have that switch where we could just turn it on or off. It seems like for a lot of us, our switch is always on and we have not only one switch on, but a bunch of other switches on. And the switches you want on sometimes are off and vice versa. I feel like there's a misconception that ADHD is the lack of focus. It is part of having ADHD is having inattention and having a hard time focusing on something. But another side of ADHD that we don't really talk a lot about is the hyperfocus. So ADHD is not just the lack of focus, it's the imbalance of focus, right? You're either multitasking on all these different things, you're either getting completely distracted and can't focus, or you are completely absorbed in something and can't seem to take your focus off of it for other things in your life. So for example, I'm sure a lot of you with ADHD have had moments or things in your life where once you're doing it, you can't seem to come out of it and you could do it for hours and maybe even days. Sometimes I'm sure you guys can forget to drink water, forget to eat, forget to go to the bathroom. And that is another aspect of ADHD as well, completely being absorbed in something that really engages every everything, mind and body in a way that feels so good to you that you just are completely focused and in alignment in that moment. I want us to think of our state of flow, which is what that essentially is as our form of meditation. That could be doing that task that we really like and that could also be applied to building a specific meditation practice or routine that engages ourselves, mind and body in a way that can achieve that flow state. You are totally absorbed by and deeply focused on something beyond the point of distraction. That is like the definition of hyperfocus for us. Your senses are heightened, you are at one with the task at hand as action and awareness sync to create an effortless momentum. A lot of good words happening there, effortless momentum. I'm sure a lot of you guys, when you are in your hyper-focus, when you are in your state of flow, where you are just doing things without having to fully think about it, you're just kind of like this motor that's moving so finely, like a well-oiled machine. And I like how this definition as well emphasizes our senses or your senses. A lot of the times with ADHD, we do not account for for how important our sensory experiences are. And sometimes that could be in a way that if our sensory needs are not being met, it's hard for us to engage in a task or an experience. But the other side of that coin is once we do find ways to engage our senses in the way that feels good to us, it actually helps us tap into that flow state even more. I think the key to rewiring our idea of meditation is to think of it as something that you are intentionally and consciously tapping into and doing. I feel like that specific word is a big difference 
in changing that narrative, that it's something that you do. I feel like a lot of the times, at least for me, when I was first starting to try to meditate for a couple years, I was trying it on and off. The reason why I was on and off is because I kept trying and failing and trying and failing because I kept not knowing how to just turn it all off and just be, right? That was impossible for me. So it was very helpful for me when I began my own meditation practice and feeling into different things that actually work for me. I realized that it was something that I was doing. It wasn't that I was just turning it off. It was like I was stepping into the practice, doing a specific thing that could help me really settle into my body and bring in the sense of flow that allows me to just be present and be focused. That aspect is what helped me achieve those feelings of meditation you're supposed to achieve, which is calm, relaxation, and sometimes even euphoria. Let's cover the physical aspects of what gets me to tap into my flow state and gets me to tap into a meditative state. Because a big part of ADHD and autism for those who also have autism is our sensory processing, our sensory experience. And that part is crucial to how we do things in life and how it feels to us. It is that very thin line that could easily cross over from being extremely uncomfortable and anxious, sometimes even traumatizing, and being extremely calm, soothed, and focused. So we want to make sure that we are constantly cognizant of our sensory experiences, what makes us uncomfortable and what makes us comfortable, and making sure that we are constantly tapping into those sensory comforts that we have to achieve a specific state of being that we want to achieve. So before when I would meditate, I would literally just sit there in the quiet and hope to God that I would have no thoughts and not get distracted by any sounds and just have like a blank state of being because that's what people told me what meditation was. And I just could not do that. I would get distracted by every little sound, the birds, the trees, the cars driving by. And sometimes I would catch myself opening my eyes if I could hear people walking by me or near me or hearing other sounds. I've tried meditating with my eyes open, but of course I would get distracted by all the visuals. The interesting thing is, is that when I closed my eyes and tried to meditate, I would get distracted because of the visuals I would see with my eyes closed. I'm not completely sure if this is just a neurodivergent thing, but I know a lot of neurodivergent people have this capability to visualize. So what that means is you close your eyes and you don't just see black. You see colors, you see pictures. It's just you see all these images. And I know this isn't necessarily common because not everyone is able to visualize in this way. So for those who don't know, I have autism and ADHD. I think a part of my my neurodivergencies. It's really hard for me to sit still without getting viscerally uncomfortable in my own body. It's like I become hyper aware of the clothes on my skin. I get hyper aware of my body temperature, whether I'm too hot or too cold. I do have trickle telomania and dermal telomania. So I'm just constantly feeling this like intense hyper awareness of everything on my body, like whether that's my skin or my hair and what's poking me in the wrong ways. It's just hard for me to 
sit still. If I try to sit still, I become even more hyper aware of all of those discomforts. So I feel like what's really important when you are tapping into figuring out your own meditation practice is to begin to target these sensory discomforts that pop up when you are trying to meditate and find a way to turn it around in a way to help you tap into a sense of focus and to help you tap into a sense of calm and relaxation. And so what has worked for me is one, I wanted to target the sound aspect of it. So the auditory sensory experience experience. Instead of just not listening to anything and getting distracted by all the sounds around me, I decided to utilize sounds to help me tap into a sense of focus. What I found very helpful for my meditation practice in specific is finding sounds that have no words. I say this because you could utilize different sounds and auditory stims for different reasons. Sometimes I feel like it is necessary to listen listen to someone else talk so that you can attach your thoughts onto their words and reflect and think. But there's other times like meditation where the goal is to try to get yourself to not think too much, which is not necessarily the absence of thoughts, but it's just that the thoughts are not front and center on the stage. I feel like sound frequencies helps me reach my flow state and a state of meditation the best because there's this sense of floating that I feel when I listen to it where I feel like my mind is finally turning into that goo. It's like I can finally feel that sensation of just floating in the middle of a pool, for example. Sometimes when you're first starting off, it's hard to like turn off your thoughts. And so guided meditations has been very helpful for me in the beginning stages of my meditation practices. It's helpful because the person who is doing the guided meditation is basically walking you through the visualization or like bodily sensations you should be tuning into. It's helpful in a sense as well because usually guided meditations, whether it's 10 minutes long or 30 minutes long, by the time you're at the end, it doesn't feel like you were there for 10 to 30 minutes. It feels like you were actually enjoying the process of listening to what they were saying and tapping into the sensations. And so it feels good for your self-esteem to come out of the meditation when it's over and be like, holy crap, I laid there for 30 minutes and was able to meditate. I would have never thought that I could sit there for 30 minutes and concentrate like that. Experiment doing some days with guided meditation when your focus is having a little bit of a difficult time and then on days where you feel really good and you feel like you could tap into that flow state a lot more smoothly, you could really do the sound frequencies on its own and just allowing yourself to really like sink into that feeling of floating. Now we're going into visuals, right? Everyone will be different. I suspect that some people do really well meditating with their eyes open. I prefer not to just because I am so hyper aware of all these little things. So it is helpful for me to close my eyes. What I really try to tap into is my visualization. So when I close my eyes, I don't just see all black or all white. As soon as I close my eyes, I begin to see colors. I begin to see images and visuals. Before I would feel disappointed in myself for seeing those things. But when I really started to tap into how I am naturally in my state of 
being and in my state of flow, I began to really harness and utilize my visualizations. So I began to really pay attention to the colors that would show up. I would begin to allow the images to form naturally. And if anything, I would build off of those images. I would start to world build in my own mind. If I were to close my eyes and just see green, for example, and then all of a sudden leaves began to form. And a big visualization I always have during my meditations is I'll be sitting underneath a tree looking up through a tree's leaves and the tree's leaves are just kind of twinkling in the wind and I see the sun kind of shining through those leaves every now and then. That's a really common visualization that I always come back to during my meditations and it took me a while to really like build that specific visualization during my meditations. The purpose of me saying this is when things pop up into your head, don't try to push it out. I want you guys to really tune into it and actually let it come forth. Immerse yourself in that world, in that visualization, and almost like challenge yourself to look left and right within your visualization and see what pops up. So sometimes when I'm underneath that tree, I'll be laying down and in my visualization, I'll sit up, I'll see a river flowing in front of me, I'll see big vast plains of grass, all these trees that are lining the river. I started to really expand this world beyond just seeing the leaves on that tree. Every time I pop into meditation, I'll find myself in this specific world and I'll always challenge myself to get up maybe walk around the world and see what else I come across within this visualization. It's super calming for me to lose myself in this safe space that I created in my head and in this other world that I created. It helps me feel calm. It helps me feel relaxed. It taps into that sense of focus that I wouldn't be able to have if I were to just keep pushing these images out of my head. Another physical aspect of meditation is your breath. And this part is super, super important because objectively getting more oxygen into your body is going to help you calm down it's going to help your body regulate it's going to help everything in your body to do what it needs to do because it has what it needs to function at its best and highest capacity a lot of the times people with adhd have anxiety because of our executive dysfunction and our sensory sensitivities a part of having anxiety is having issues getting enough oxygen in your body because you're not breathing properly And so that affects us in other physical ways, like our organs are not getting enough of oxygen. That affects our brains, so we can't process our thoughts or emotions as well because our body's kind of in a state of survival. And so it's very important if you're not cognizant of your breath throughout the whole day to at least be cognizant of it during your meditations. So when you're in your meditations, there's a lot of different breath work practices that is very, very helpful to tap into. There is the very simple box breathing. So that's just breathing in for a certain amount of seconds in and the same amount of seconds out. So that will kind of vary person to person. For me, I have breathing issues because of my intense anxiety. Box breathing to me doesn't last that long. So maybe I'll breathe in for five seconds and then breathe out for five seconds. I will say though, I've been consistent with meditation for almost two years now. I have noticed that I'm able to breathe in a lot deeper 
deeper and breathe out a lot longer. So my lung capacity has actually increased the more I meditate and the more consistent I am with meditation. And a lot of it has to do with the reduction of my anxiety over time. This is why meditation practices are so important, you guys, trust me. Another breathwork practice that you can do that's super simple is breathing in all the way and then extending your exhale super long and slow What helps me do that is physically making my mouth smaller, closing my mouth, and exhaling through my teeth. That really helps me extend my breath a lot longer. That extension of your breath is very, very helpful to reach that state of relaxation that you're looking to reach. So maybe I'll breathe in for four seconds, super deep. I'll hold it for maybe two seconds, and then I'll extend my breath for maybe eight seconds. The exhale is longer than the inhale. Sometimes if I'm really anxious, and I go into my meditation practice, I might start off with that specific breath work because I literally could feel the stress and tension in my body leaving through my exhales. Sometimes I need to do that 20 times or maybe even just five times. Feel into your body, feel the tension come out, really tap into your breath. There are other breath work practices that are longer and more complex, but it's super, super helpful. There's so many beautiful creators on YouTube that do guided breath work practices. So experiment, look those up, try them out and see which one works for you. See how it affects your body so that you can move forward tapping into those specific practices because you know it's going to make your body feel a certain way. So another aspect of meditation that I find is very helpful for people with ADHD is having a notebook by my side when I am meditating. And the reason why I think this is helpful is because as you guys will put this into practice, you will realize it's not necessarily that you have no thoughts at all when you are tapping into the state of flow and state of meditation. It's more like your thoughts have a flow to it. So it's not jumping around necessarily or being chaotic. You feel like you're not in control of your thoughts. It's more like you're floating around. Thoughts will just kind of like pass you by every now and then. You notice it and you're like, oh, there's that thought. Oh, there's that thought. And so when that happens, a lot of those thoughts that pass me by during my meditations are very helpful thoughts that I really want to remember. So it's helpful for me to have a notebook and pen by my side so that I don't feel, how do I remember this thought? I need to go write it down. With my eyes still closed, I'll get my pen, I'll write it down on my notebook, set it down. I find that a lot of the times when I am meditating, my thoughts are a lot more clear and intentional. It's super helpful as well because a lot of the times when I come out of meditation or I have moved on with the day, things like that, and my mind begins to get more jumbled, I could always reference back to my notebook with all of those very clear thoughts and it centers me again because it's almost like I'm writing a letter to myself in that state of being that I was tapped into. If you practice this type of meditation and a lot of clarity starts to come to you during these meditations, feel free to keep that notebook next to you during your meditations. So wrapping up this video with the last two advices I have to give is to let yourself get distracted. When you are first starting off on building your meditation practice, I want you guys to not pressure yourselves to live up to an ideal or an idea of what you think meditation should look like or be. By all means, tap into your body and how it feels and allow yourself to flow with it. If in the beginning it means you're getting distracted, you're laying down and you're in your meditation and within three minutes you're like, I want to go drink a cup of water and get up and go into the kitchen, 
go do that, you know? Don't force yourself to stay in a moment that no longer feels natural to you because you're already out of it at that point. So you may as well just follow that state of flow and allow yourself to go into that distraction. With that being said, if after you get distracted, you feel like, okay, I could go back into that meditation again, by all means, follow that back to your meditation and pop back in for however long it feels right before you get distracted again. The purpose of doing that, allowing yourself to get distracted, is that you begin to detach from the feeling of shame and the feeling of failure because you're no longer forcing yourself to do something that is against your flow state. You're actually tapping into your flow state, which is honestly just you tapping into your body and what feels right to you, which is in a sense a meditative state, is being at one with your body and your mind and allowing it to move as one, right? With that being said, that sense of endurance with your meditation practice is something that you just build over time and consistency. Time and consistency may look different for people with ADHD than it does to neurotypical people. My meditation practices to this day, even though I've been consistent for two years, always looks different. But I will say the longer I was consistent with my meditation practices, the more endurance I did build. So Maybe when I first started off, I would get super distracted. I can maybe only meditate for three minutes before I'm up and doing another thing, but I will always come back to the meditation if it felt right to me. As I meditated every day for like a year, I could pop into meditation for 15 minutes straight and it didn't feel like 15 minutes. It just felt very quick. And then now, two years later, I could pop into meditation for 30 minutes, even sometimes an hour, and it genuinely doesn't feel like I'm laying there for an hour meditating. That is just something that you build over time because kind of like muscle memory, you learn to just know what it feels like to be tapped into that state of flow and that state of meditation. It feels good to you and you don't necessarily get distracted in the same ways because you're not holding on to this narrative of what should be. You just allow yourself to be. You trust yourself and you feel good. That is what you hold on to and you're connected to yourself, which is honestly what meditation is all about anyways, is being connected to yourself. It shouldn't be about anything other than that. What helps another person feel connected to themselves may not be what works for you to get connected to yourself. Everyone's different, so just figure out what works for you. But I'm hoping that the advice and tips and tricks that I gave on today's video has been helpful for a lot of you guys out there who have been struggling for a while now on figuring out a way to meditate. I hope that these meditation practices that works for me, works for you guys. And if you want to help a small neurodivergent creator like me, whether that's liking my videos, subscribing to my channel, sending my videos to your friends and family, or becoming a member to my channel for extra content, or donating money to my channel. Anything helps and anything will be much appreciated. I work so hard on these videos to bring as much help and clarity for you guys on your neurodivergent journey. Thank you guys for watching this far on my video. Good luck and be present. Bye guys.